we are new and we're being made new by the Lord every single day. As we prepare to get into Psalm 23, I want to make sure that every single one of us, uh, that we are in an agreement. You have been through very difficult, uh, a very difficult season coming out of 2020, going into 2021. And even if you didn't experience any direct loss, you have witnessed a whole lot of loss. And that loss can impact you internally and spiritually. And in my interaction with individuals, adults, seniors, children, and everyone in between, there, there's some carryover trauma that it's so important that we address as we prepare to go into this new season. And as the Lord led me to Psalm 23, I was affirmed and confirmed that this is the perfect place for us to begin our series. I'm going to read it one more time. Why? Because it's the word and I ain't preaching long today. Amen, somebody. But let me give this to you one more time. The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. We're going to put a tag on this text and preach from the subject. The journey. Yeah, the journey. Here's a big idea. As we go through seasons, we come out stronger for his glory. Let me say that one more time. As we go through seasons, we come out stronger. Today marks the beginning of our new series, Rebirth. The purpose of Rebirth, again, is to draw our attention to God's desire as he wills to grant us newness, hope, courage on the other side of what we've just gone through. And I don't think there's anyone under the sound of my voice or listening who can say, yeah, I've been through something like that before. This season that we are coming out of hit us differently. But, but I need you to know that we are, in fact, coming out. As a matter of fact, I want you to say that to yourself. I'm coming out. Come on, say, I'm, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. And that's what rebirth looks like, coming out, stepping into being made new. It's a beautiful thing to be, to be reborn, to, uh, to come out of an area or a place that previously held you hostage. So, y'all, we are being made new in several areas this series will address. New for our lives, new for our families, purpose and vision for our families. New, especially, beloved, for the church. So that's why I need for you to be uh, uh, zoned in, tuned in. Because this is a very new season for the church. 
No, no, no. The, the, the message will never change. And that message is Jesus Christ and him crucified. But, beloved, we have to understand with, with the advent of technology that the methods must be augmented. So I've been led to passages for this series where folks went through, pressed through, and then came out. Y'all, I'm preaching already. I, the, the, these passages, folks, folks went through, pressed through, and then came out. We'll be dealing with Jesus in the wilderness. We'll, we'll be dealing with his interaction with Satan himself. We'll be dealing with uh, Paul on the Damascus road. We'll, we'll be dealing with the disciples on the sea. And yes, on today, Psalm 23, the journey, which happens to be the journey through the valley. The journey. Of all the times I've read Psalm 23 of recent, I have been struck that it seems to be dealing with this theme of journey. The psalmist in Psalm 23 seems to be moving through both seasons and situations. And the psalmist seems to be headed towards a destination. So this is not just a wandering aimlessly through life, but, but, but every step in Psalm 23 seems to be purpose-driven. And so as he steps, the psalmist discovers support, guidance, and provision. That's the beautiful thing about, about walking and living this life of faith. Certain things will only be revealed when we have the courage to step. Psalm 1 opens, the Lord is my shepherd. I'm not going to hold you long this morning, but I just want to rest on a few key principles. But, but, but that verse 1, the A clause, the Lord is. My shepherd. Now, you know, uh, some of y'all are reading from the King James, others from the NIV, others from the ESV, others from the CSB, others from the living. Let me tell you something. While these translations differ on every phrase and verse within Psalm 23, y'all, there is universal consensus on verse 1, the A clause, the Lord is my shepherd. See, the psalmist declares that the God of the universe is personal to me. Woo, God Almighty. See, see, this is, this is foundational. The, the psalmist said, my shepherd. Oh God, not, not my mama's shepherd, not, not my dad's shepherd, not my cousin's shepherd, not, not even the other folks. He says, my shepherd. Of course, David, the psalmist, was in fact a shepherd. So he knew the intricacies of this assignment. Shepherds lovingly lead. Hmm. And in that same relationship, sheep, oh God, joyfully follow. Oh, I'm preaching already. Shepherds lovingly lead and sheep joyfully follow. That's, that's the relationship between shepherd and sheep. There, there, there is a wonderful sharing of responsibilities. So you don't want to go anywhere without a loving shepherd. Mm. 
You surely don't want to go through what you went through in 2020. I need a witness up in here. Without a loving shepherd. As a matter of fact, someone can testify now that because of, of, of God, my shepherd, I was able to endure everything that I went through in 2020 had I not had my shepherd on my side. Oh, God, I, I just don't know where I would be. That's the relationship. Sheep need shepherding. Sheep need shepherding, protecting, guiding. Sheep need nurturing. Sheep need to be loved. Now look at what we just went through. Come on, y'all. Look at what we just went through. Separation. Worldwide trauma. Illness. Loss. Change. Financial instability. Uh, 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 every relationship challenge you can think of. People thought they were doing good in their marriage until they found themselves locked in and locked up. Now, all of a sudden, I need a witness up in here. And as we endure it every moment, every season, every loss, the Lord has been our constant shepherd. And so with that one clause established, we're on the journey. We're, we're ready to move forward in, in this message. So here, here is my first movement of our message for this morning. I call it, here it is, the beauty of the journey. Oh, please get that down, beloved. The beauty, the beauty, the beauty of the journey. Look at verse 1 again. The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths for his name's sake. Y'all, there is something beautiful in our partnership and journey with the Lord God himself. There is something remarkably beautiful in this sheep-shepherd relationship that we can't find anywhere else in Scripture. Y'all, it is a beautiful display of loving and care. But don't get it twisted, beloved. This partnership is not about equality. I need a witness up in here. See, I've discovered it's not about equality, but it's about submission. Oh, that's what we don't like to say. Some, somebody say submission. I got to turn my phone back on. Somebody say submission. Come on, say submission. Look at your neighbor and say submission. Here's the beautiful thing about it. What we got to understand is as we surrender, watch this, as we follow, our shepherd, according to the text, ensures that we are well cared for. Oh, I need a witness right there. See, as we surrender, as we come in alignment with the good shepherd, Father God, there, there, is, there are some benefits connected to our submission. As I did in my studies, I discovered there's a distinct difference between sheep and cattle. Sheep and cattle, uh, uh, they, they have different ways to which they are engaged. Cattle are driven. Hmm. They're driven by force and by fear. 
Oh, God, you, you, you got to put fear in cattle because cattle are, are just, they're, they're ornery. They, they're, they're really stubborn. So cattle must often be beaten into submission. Oh, I'm preaching already, but not sheep, y'all. Sheep, sheep are led. Sheep, sheep are lovingly led. You, you, you have to have relationship with sheep in order for sheep to come into alignment. See, this, this is what I love about my relationship with the Lord God. See, when I submit and surrender, when I allow myself to be led, then my relationship with him is enhanced. So regardless of what comes against me, regardless of where I find myself, I simply listen for the voice of my shepherd and and regardless of where I am, when I hear his voice, I know that I'm being led to victory. Oh, God, give God a hand of praise, y'all. Give God, give God some praise up in here. I need you to watch. I need you to watch these verses. Oh, God, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just extracting a few of these. Uh, it says in, in verse, verse 1, the B clause, we have everything. We need. Oh, somebody say everything. Just write that in the margin of your scripture. It says right here, I have what I need. There is no longing when you're being led by the shepherd. He, he, he knows how to take care of his own. He knows how to give you what you need up and above what you want, up and above what you see on television and social media. He knows how to pour into your life and to give you riches that the world cannot comprehend. So you think you need him, but what you really need is him. God, I feel this by myself. You, you, you think you need her, but what you really need is, is a satisfying relationship with him. And so this, this little clause here lets me know that when I'm in alignment with my shepherd, when, 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 I, fall, when I fall into submission with my shepherd, I'm going to have everything that I need. We have everything we need, but then second, he lets us lie. Oh, look, look at the text. It says, he, he lets me lie down in green pastures. He lets me to, to lie down, to, to, to have a, a place where I can be restored, where, where I can get rest. If it's one thing, if it's one thing that I've, I've struggled with in this season, and that is, that is rest. Phone always ringing, all hours of the night going from funeral to funeral, hearing the reports of, of loved ones losing battles. But I'm here to testify that there were moments in the midst of all of that chaos that, that he let me lie. See, there's, there's nothing worse uh, uh, to, to, to lay down but not be able to rest. There's, there's nothing worse than, than to have a huge king-sized bed mm, but can't get any sleep. And, 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 and I need for you to understand, beloved, that, that, that we serve a God. We, we have a shepherd who knows how to allow us into places of rest. But not, let me not get caught up on that one. He lets us lie, but then second, he leads us too. I'm just highlighting the verses, y'all. He leads us, watch this, beside quiet waters. The psalmist is, is so profound because the psalmist understands 
that sheep are timid. So even if the water is rushing, sheep will not sip. And there are some beautiful images that I read about where the shepherd would actually scoop the water in his hand. Oh, help me, Lord. And allow the sheep to drink from his hand. Y'all, that's the kind of God we serve. And, and, and when we are connected with the life giver king, I'm talking about Jesus. He has affirmed that he has water that when we drink, we will never be thirsty again. And when we engage and experience that life giving drink, let me tell you something. Everything around you can be falling. Everything around you can be perishing. But something on the inside a peace that surpasses all understanding is guarding your hearts and your mind. I'm talking about the sip of life. Woo! Help me, Holy Spirit. He lets us lie. He leads us to quiet waters where we can sip, where we can drink, where we can be satisfied. He renews our lives. See, he gives us a preview, my God, of, of this journey that uh, the psalmist is on, that, 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 that there's going to come a time in life where we'll need to be renewed. And I, and I raised my hand first. I know we need revival. Yes, we do. We need to be renewed. We need to be, we need to be revived, re-energized. Because we enter 2021 exhausted, if for nothing else, exhausted with the, the, the constant threat of death, exhausted with the constant uh, uh, difficulty with the political process, exhausted with, with the issues related to culture and, and race and racism, exhausted. But the text says, when we are connected with the life-giver king, Oh, God, that, that there's going to be a renewal that takes place where we exchange all of the stress, all of the turmoil for the peace that renews. He lets us. He lets us lie. We have everything we need. He lets us lie. He leads us to. He renews our lives. And then he leads us rightly. Before I read this verse, let me just testify. Throughout my life, even partly as a believer, I had a difficult time with authority. Just something innate in, in my, my, my old sinful nature. Just difficulty with authority. People could be kind, whatever, but because they were in authority over me, I, I had a little rebellious tone. So oftentimes, I wouldn't follow like I need to. Lord, if I can show you the scars and the wounds from stepping outside of God's will, from getting out from under the authority that the Lord had placed over me, you'd be ashamed for me. But here's the beautiful thing about sheep. Sheep don't know which way to go. Watch this. But sheep know their shepherd. Oh, God. Sheep couldn't tell you how to get anything. They, they are completely inept. They, they are completely uh, incapable of the simplest of decisions. All the sheep has to do is listen for the voice of the shepherd. Follow the footsteps of the shepherd. Look at your text. He leads me along the right 
pass. And he doesn't do that just, just to do it, but he does it for his name's sake so that his reputation will be further established. See, I'm convinced in 2020, some people fell off. Did you fall off? I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Some, some people fell off. They just, I, I just, just, they just fell off. And, and I, I, I need you to know, as, as, as the pastor of Greater Bethlehem Baptist Church, I'm here for you. Not with judgment, not with cynicism. Beloved, I get it. I, I know how easy it was to fall off. We stopped gathering corporately. We stopped doing things we were normally doing, and we had to do some new stuff. And so you just were not with it. And so I may not be talking to the person, but I'm talking to the person who knows the person. And they just fell off, went down a path that is not God's path or design for their lives. No, we can reclaim. We can be renewed. This is the beauty of our journey. I need you to see the beauty of this partnership, this relationship between sheep and shepherd. It's a beautiful journey. So it's evident that the shepherd is leading us somewhere. He's not leading us in circles. He's, he's leading us to greener pastures. Help me, Lord. He's leading us to deliverance. He's leading us, here it is, beloved, to greater. So that's when you know you're following the good shepherd. Take a moment to reflect now upon your journey, where the Lord has you, where he has been leading you, where he has been trying to lead you. Are you on this right path? Or have you fallen off? Take a moment to reflect upon where you are right now. Here's a question. Isn't it just like God to take us to something only so he can carry us through that same thing? So, yeah, the Lord permitted all that took place in 2020. He didn't allow us to come to that just to stay there, but he brought us to it so that he can carry us through it. Now, that's what a good shepherd does. The beauty, the beauty of the journey. Not only the beauty of the journey, the second movement is the difficulty in the journey. Stack those up, beloved. The beauty of the journey, the difficulty in the journey, the difficulty in the journey. When, verse 4, when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I told you I'm not going to preach long, but I got to hit these. This is this, this second movement, the difficulty in the journey. 
So I need for you to see that this is where we are being rebirthed from. We, we are coming through this season. We are coming out on the other side. But I got to hit you with this first and foremost. Here it is. I want you to hear me. Here it is. You will go through. Oh, please get that down, beloved. You, you, you will go through. He, he says right there, when I go through the darkest valley, you will go through some dark valleys. You will go through some difficult season. You, you will go through some stuff that you think to yourself, why am I having to go through this? I've held so many people's hands who lost loved ones. So many people who's lost jobs and homes. Just difficulty. But you've got to know that those things are a part of life. You will go through. This is why Peter says, don't be surprised at the fiery trial that you're in the midst of. If, if we would spend less time trying to analyze what we're going through and just accept the fact, all right, Lord, I got to go through this. That, that, that loved one is gone and I, I've, got to, I've got to confront it as difficult as it is. That, that job is gone. That relationship has ended. That money has dried up. My health is deteriorating. Okay, Lord, this is the situation. I am accepting this fact of my life that I will go through. But don't miss this, y'all. Don't, don't miss that, that you will go through. But secondly, under this second point, he will be with you. God, help me up in here. Yes, you will go through, but even greater, yes, he will be with you. I love the language of Psalm 23. He begins in this third person telling a story. And then he transitions to sort of a testimony. In other words, he begins talking about the good shepherd. And then in verses 4 and 5, he starts talking to <laughs> the good shepherd. See, this is how we all can know that we're in the difficult part of the journey. Something shifts in our relationship where, where the good shepherd stopped being something we heard about and begins to being someone we're in partnership with, someone we're in relationship with. So as I surrender to the good shepherd in the midst of my difficulty, he becomes an advocate for me. Listen, you're carrying some stuff now, beloved, that the Lord never intended you to carry. You are incapable of carrying some of the stuff that you're trying to carry. You're not designed for it. That's why Jesus says, listen, take my yoke. My, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. You take me, I'll handle that. But back to the text is when I, even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger. How do you get to that point? Going through difficulty. 
facing these situations with faith. Hasn't he been with you? Come on, y'all, just, just think back. Didn't, didn't he hold your hand? Didn't he wipe your tears? Did, didn't he demonstrate that he's a good shepherd? That's the blessing of a good shepherd. That is an indication of the character of the shepherd to whom we are submitted. So even in verses 4 and 5, we discover the wars. I'm sorry, not the wars, but the weapons of the good shepherd. When we are in wartime, the shepherd has weapons, rod and staff. And did a little research, and this little staff that the shepherd has, listen, it, it, it can corral, oh, God, wayward sheep, or it can beat down a wolf. Whatever is needed, the shepherd knows how to wield the staff. The shepherd knows how to take care of those who come against his own. So you need to understand the fact that you will go through, that he will be with you. Watch this. So when difficulty comes up, don't be surprised. I'm almost finished. Don't, don't, don't be surprised. Don't, don't allow your enemies, those who don't think well of you, don't allow them to sap your joy. Don't, don't allow them to suck your joy. Listen, don't, don't allow them to be your shepherd. You missed that. See, this is what happens. When we focus too much time on our enemies, then, then we, we very likely begin to react to them and their activity and actions, and they then somehow subconsciously become our shepherd because then we begin to live in response to them. Follow the good shepherd. Yeah, you're going to go through, but he's going to be with you. I'll deal with some more of that on Wednesday because this preparation in the presence of enemies. Some of y'all need to know that as you follow the good shepherd, he's going to take care of you. And one preacher has said, and he's going to make your enemies watch. <sighs> Let's wrap this up. First movement. The beauty of the journey. Second movement. The difficulty in the journey. Third and final movement. The victory through the journey. I need you to see the victory in this text. Check this out, y'all. He, he went from talking about the good shepherd to talking to the good shepherd. And as he talked to the good shepherd, then the, the, the psalmist, the, the sheep in the text, began to experience an overwhelming sense of victory. Y'all, this is the season that we're walking in right now. We're, we're walking in a season of victory. We have gone through some difficulty. We have gone through some tragedy. But even in the midst of that, he was with us. But watch this. He is leading us, my God, into greener pastures. He is leading us to greater. The victory, the victory. Here's the victory. He says in verse 6, only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord 
as long as I live. I'm going to just bring out one principle that is so profound. See, when you're following the good shepherd, oh, God. Things will begin to shift in your life. Things will begin to happen that you never dreamed of. Notice in the text, oh God, he had been hunted down by enemies. And, 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 and there was a transference that takes place from being hunted down by the enemies, watch this, to being followed by goodness and faithful love. I need a witness up in here. When the Lord God, your shepherd, is in front of you and leading you, you're going to look around. At first you saw enemies, but now all you can see is goodness and faithful love. And they're not just following you, they are pursuing you. So the question before the house, beloved, is who are you following. Oh God, who 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 is your shepherd now? Are you are you allowing the Lord your God to lead you in this season? Are you allowing the Lord your God to be your rock and your redeemer? Have you given in to the temptation of your enemies or are you trusting the good shepherd even in your darkest valley? But I'm telling you, he didn't bring you to that dark valley just for you to sit and stay. There is a movement that's taking place in Psalm 23, a movement where he says, listen, I'm not just going to come through my valley, but I'm going to come through my valley and I'm going to make my way to church and I'm going to share in the presence of the Lord as long as I live and watch this. And even when I die, I'm going to experience him forever and forever. Is there a witness in the house that can testify? Yeah, I'm coming out of my valley. I'm coming through the difficulty and I'm on my way to victory. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. Come on, give God some praise right where you are. Come on, put them together for the Lord. Come on, put them together. Come on, you can do better than that. He's been too good. Father, we thank you. We glorify you for carrying us Oh, God, on this journey, Lord, it's, it's been something. All of us can testify that we've, we've never seen it like this before. But that really doesn't matter anymore, Lord God. Because through Psalm 23, we see the beauty of this journey. We see you leading us and letting us lie down, making sure we're on the right path and meeting every need. Father, we see your hand in the difficulty of our journey. When our enemies come against us and we find ourselves in dark places. Yes, we will go through. But glory be to God, you will be with us. And Father, it's in these dark times that our relationship with you begins to shift. And we stop just talking about things we've heard to talking to you. You are there, Lord God. You are with us, Lord God. And your presence overcomes our fears. Father, we can sense that we're coming out. We can sense the rebirth. You are repurposing us for greater. You are pushing us 
into the victory that we experience through this journey. No more enemies, but goodness and mercy. No more dark valleys, at least, at least for this season. We're coming out. We're coming out. And Father, we receive every good and perfect gift that comes through our obedience as we submit to the good shepherd. Oh God, we thank you. We love you. In Christ's name. Amen. Come on, right where you are. Come on, praise the Lord for the word on today. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Woo, God is so good.